Aloha, beautiful beings, and welcome to another episode of the Yoni Havana podcast, where we explore consciousness, looking into how things work in the universe so we can enjoy life more and become more whole. This show is my first community Q&A, which was a collection of questions submitted via my Telegram and Instagram channels by listeners. I recruited my former co-host of previous shows, Matt Caresco, to help me with this episode. And it was fun, and there will be more to come. Please note, for an unknown reason, my internet was laggy, which means there is no video podcast for a good portion of the show, and there are some parts where the audio is a bit off. So excuse me for this technical issue. In this episode, I cover my most profound spiritual experiences in the past year, my first combo experience, my current eating and hydration habits, my ideal daily routine, and how I choose guests for the show. As always, if you find value in this conversation, please share it with someone you love. So enjoy this very first community Q&A by yours truly. Aho! We're live, baby. First Q&A session. Mateo, thank you for uh, joining and co-hosting once again, this time on, on my solo show. I will give this in the intro for sure, but to anyone who doesn't know you yet, uh, you and I co-hosted two shows, The Modern Caveman, starting in 2019 or 2018, I think 2019, uh, we did 24 episodes in person, and then we had our own show, just chit-chatting about all kinds of stuff called Seeking Optimization. So welcome, welcome back. Thanks, Doc. Good to be here. I'm excited. I love your show. It's my favorite of all three. Okay, so uh, let's just dive in. Question number one, what is the most profound thing you've learned on your spiritual journey this past year, 12 months, and what did you learn from it? Most profound spiritual thing. I've seen that one. I didn't have that much time to give it thought. And you know, the first thing that comes to mind is the immediate feedback that I get now. I feel like from spiritual beings or from the divine however we want to call it is that when i'm doing what feels right in terms of my soul's mission my path whatever i want i i receive and you know not necessarily immediately and you know they can be with abundance it can be with work it can be with health it can be in it with a lot of things it's, it's going to take time usually but i receive it and when i act out of alignment and i kind of catch myself and have the awareness whether i you know raise my voice with my daughter or, I don't know, choose to do something that is not in alignment with my path and it's not in the greatest good, I get reprimanded immediately kind of by the divine. And usually, like, I'll walk into a door, I'll bite my lip. Like, I, I, I think I may have broke a toe on the retreat that you were in. Like, I forget what I was doing. And it's kind of like I catch myself saying something that sometimes, like, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but it's, like, telling me, like, this is not the right place and time or not the right audience. And yeah, this is like, this is the most profound is that like my, it's like, I don't even have to wait anymore. My actions are getting immediate feedback. See if I'm on the right path. I get an immediate feedback from that. So that's, that has been the most profound. And another thing that I'll mention at the same breath is that I do less formal time of meditation, seated, laying, laying down meditation. I feel like my day is much more meditative as it is. And I think with also also with my attunement to those uh, little nudges from the universe. 
but I've the two practices that I enjoyed most and that I've been called to do by my teacher, I mentioned often on the podcast, who's in her mid-80s, is one of them is is watching and being in presence with what's Tigli's. Tigli's is for people that have seen him. Usually when you look and it's sunny out towards the sky, and you may be able to see that, it's just like those little like sparkly things that keep moving. It's as if like this part of the matrix, like the what is that matrix that is moving around and open awareness in that way. And when I pay attention to it and kind of like have my open, I don't know, vision, but like I'm focusing and I'm open peripherally and whatnot, it's rewarding and it feels good and it's very meditative. And then the second one, very subtle moving along my body, like tuning on is that when I pay attention, there's like subtle energy running in my body. And I pay attention to that energy. It's like, I'm not really doing something. I'm calm. But there's like rushing fast energy like into that like subtle energy moving around my body. It feels like a high vibration. Uh, and that's when I'm tuning into it and when I'm in that high vibration. But it takes it takes paying attention and it takes being still to that extent. So those are the two practices. And the most profound has been the immediate feedback I get now from the divine. Listening to the whispers. Yeah, uh, I think that was like the the second episode, third episode that we released in the Marnell Caveman with Tuan Lim. Yep. Can you uh, give an example maybe of something that you've, I don't know if manifested was the word you used, but you've kind of called in? So a, a very simple example is, you know, as I shifted my work into 100% doing the Yoni Havana guidance and men of integrity retreats and whatnot, it came with a financial hit because it was doing a good amount of tech work. And very simply, I manifested abundance in a way. It's not that I manifested <laughs> a huge amount, but what I did is that I had a mantra that I also put into my Lila Quantum device. So an infinity block, I talk about Lila Quantum tech quite often. There's an episode with the founder and CEO on the show. I think it's episode eight uh, with Philip, an amazing episode, and he crushed it. And um, so I put my intention like on a piece of paper in there. And also I kept saying my intention and feeling the feeling. And it's, it was not exactly in these words, but it was something to the extent of that I feel grateful that I have high quality clients who want to do the work and can pay with ease. And there was a couple of days or three days or so that I said that and felt it more often during the day. Like, let's say, I don't know, like 10 times. And I had a conversation with someone who, who I actually I just saw last week in Florida, uh, who came to my last Men of Integrity retreats uh, retreat in April. And long story short, I talked to him like a couple weeks before. He got some information on the retreat. He's like, oh, he's interested and whatnot, but he didn't get back to me. And as I did that that morning, like a few times, all of a sudden he gave me a call. He said he's in and he paid immediately. And he and now we have a sliding scale of, of price and he, he paid a good amount, which is more unusual these days for somebody to pay that price. So it, I felt like, oh, it's working. Like I'm asking for it. And I also ask for, let's say with the abundance one and manifesting this stuff with the intention that I have and going to deliver value for someone. And it's going to be an exchange that supports my family and supports my work to bring it to more people. So that's that's what happened pretty quickly. Yeah, I love that. You're always so good about the language you use when talking about these things and also, you know, you have your more formal kind of uh, Joe Dispenza based practice as well. So you have this really great balance. I feel like 
you know, that's probably a, a third added layer that's, that's helped you to call in these things. Thank you. Okay. So let's go to the next question. You mentioned briefly that you were down in, in Florida. So maybe you can share your combo experience, you know, what happened and what did you learn from this experience? And then uh, maybe share a little bit about the practitioner. Okay, cool. So I learned about combo start about six years ago, so in 2017. And this was when I was working for Mike Bledsoe, who was also on the show, episode three, if I'm not mistaken. And Mike was doing a good amount of combo for like a few months or a couple of years to do some cleansing. And he reported great results. At the time, there were way less practitioners available. So if I'm not mistaken, I was talking to you and my partner now in Men of Integrity Retreats, Michael Tierno, and we said, let's go perhaps to Arizona, where it was like one practitioner at the time that Mike was working with. Anyways, I'm digressing into how I heard about it. And I heard it's a great physical cleanse, uh, especially from the practitioner I worked with, Matt Kaufman, who was on the show, I think episode five, six. And um, so anyways, I went down to Tampa and I had plans to work with Matt for a long time, figured out, I'll try it myself because I, I was going through an, an assignment out of nowhere. I don't know if it was an accumulation of the pollen that is here in Georgia, where I've been living for a few years. And me, I was taking a bunch of homeopathics. And I also took a nasal spray of some biohacking medicine that I've never taken before. And I feel like it went into the wrong tube, aka I, I got into my... I don't know, my stomach in a way. And I felt pretty bad afterwards. This was in Florida, actually, in February. And shortly after, I started feeling bad. And I wasn't able to sleep on my back, meaning the way I was sleeping was like with a tiny pillow or no pillow at all for like four months. I was sleeping with two pillows. I could barely breathe out of my nose. I was very nasally. I mean, I'm still am somewhat nasally, but it was extremely nasally throughout the beginning of the show, recording episodes. I was mouth breathing at night for months for pretty much four months and it kind of went away before i went to florida and then it came back and anyways it came back i go to florida i do the ceremony with matt which was great because i know him one and i trusted him and i came with i came with a good amount of research that i've done before so i've heard of combo i knew what what i'm getting into and it did meet the expectations so let me tell you about the experience is that I came in, Matt has already set it up, which was cool because he's, he's into biohacking. He had some biohacking devices, meaning a PMF mat, some red light therapy, kind of what I, I was laying on and recovering with, and you know, a place with a bucket. So the combo, some people call it frog poison, but it's not poison. It's a secretion from a frog. I forget which one, kind of South American frog that they sink to or something. They, they scrape it off. I think their backs or whatnot. I might be butchering that. And what they do is they burn holes in the body to give this medicine. This medicine has a lot of peptides. So peptides, if I'm not mis mistaken, are pretty much amino acids that are very healthy for the body for uh, all kinds of health reasons. And also with this medicine, it induces purging. So in, in my case, a good amount of TMI puking, okay? Uh, some people also go from for pretty uh, gnarly number twos. That was not the case. Actually, I, I will touch on that towards the end. But anyway, so I come in and, and it was in Matt's place and he saged me. So he kind of, kind of cleansed my energy, got the music going. And usually he does rapé, which is traumatic tobacco that is 
the medulla sedimentary retreats that is administered to, to both nostrils. But since I had the sinus infection, I didn't want to have that. So it does that in Sanaga. Those are Amazonian eye drops that burn like hot peppers and they have uh, an experience. It's also a great cleanse for the eyes and for just the third eye and whatnot. So I got the Sanaga eye drops. I was kind of with that for, I don't know, like a few minutes, 10 minutes or whatnot. I was kind of meditating, getting into the space, getting present with the music, with the Sananga. Shortly after, he he takes, I don't know, this little stick that is rounded the edge and he burned one whole, kind of one spot on my shoulder. And he did a test, burned actually five, but then he put the medicine on one of the spots to get, to do a test spot. And he, he saw my reaction. And if people get like, hot flashes or they're like, they look yellow or whatnot, you know, you may give them like a, like a half a dose in each spot, like a smaller dose. I've been keeping pretty clean for a long time, as you know, in terms of my diet, in terms of a lot of practices. And anyways, he took, we put the test spot and you can see immediately, like it's pretty much like a minute uh, and it was doing well. So I had five, five spots, five gates, they call like a gate into, for the medicine to come in straight into the bloodstream. And within a couple minutes of him putting the medicine in me, I was just kind of sitting, da- sitting down on a cushion in cross-legged, legged, however that is uh, pronounced. And the medicine kicks in within two minutes. I feel pretty nauseous, like damn nauseous. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Before he gives me the medicine and I came fasted, completely fasted, no fluids, no nothing. He tells me to chug half a gallon of water pretty quickly. And I drink very slow and I don't even drink that much during the day. So I feel like all those fluids in my stomach, and I drink them within like three minutes, like just like half a gallon. It's it all sits in me, but that helps with with purging because it's already there. And rather than dry heaving, it was saying it would just kind of like bring it up. So puts the medicine within two minutes. I feel pretty nauseous, feel pretty like my head is is hot as you told me. My heart is racing, and I feel damn nauseous. And I had the bucket in front of me. The music is going. He's kind of walking around. And as I started purging, he had like his kind of music, like instrument going on to help me go through it with some of the, it's a shamanic kind of, what do you call it? Uh, rattle and um, shamanic music. Actually, some songs from the Men of Integrity retreats, which are Touch My Heart. And um, yeah, so for 15 minutes straight, I'm I'm purging. I'm just like into the bucket. And he gave me a technique to do. And he said, when you kind of like you're in pausing, like if you're going to like a fetal position, especially if you're nauseous, even after drinking, right? You can kind of keep it in. Uh, it's like when people resist the purge, but when they open up their body, it comes out much more easily. So he told me like, if you feel like you want to like get it out more and it's like, you know, like I, I'm purging for a while and then it kind of stops and I'm kind of leaning, I'm like, I'm kind of beat, you know, from purging. And then I kind of like slowly straighten myself up and I kind of feel it and move my body a little bit, my spine and my neck and boom. And for 15 minutes straight, I'm purging. And a lot of liquid, of course, and some bile. It may sound pretty gross, but it was, it felt very good to get rid of it. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's 15 minutes. I didn't really know what comes after. I didn't know how long it's going to take. People say about 20 minutes is the peak and it's like an hour long ceremony that includes everything. 15 minutes, I'm done. I'm like, can I lie down? He's like, yeah, you can lie down because I was done purging. I lie down on the mat, just kind of, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty tired from purging and from taking this medicine. But within like five, every five minutes, I'm getting better and better. Like 15 minutes later, I'm feeling damn good. I'm, I'm on my feet. I'm like feeling pretty new. Not that much different than when I came in. 
And he said, like, take the day, you know, don't schedule anything to integrate the experience. It's more than a physical uh, purge. It's, it's uh, an emotional, spiritual, you know, there, there's an experience. Um, the Body Keeps Score, I think, is the book that people talk about, about how the body keeps trauma and holds on to things. So it definitely was great in that sense. And, yeah, I talked. Actually, his wife uh, just got home at that time, and I talked to them for a little bit, and I went home, and uh, home meaning to where I was staying there, which was about 20 minutes north and as I <laughs> 10 minutes to the car ride I start feeling like I have a number two that is pretty urgent meaning I realized like I had no actually I started feeling my stomach <laughs> my stomach started like throbbing a little bit I was just like feeling into the like the, the sensation it just like kind of was telling me something or something was going which reminded me of the ayahuasca retreat in Peru and Within a few minutes, I'm like, oh, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Like one of those, like, if I go if I go <laughs> right now, like, it is what it is. I'll clean it up later. Like, I have to go. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, you can unmute yourself for, for people to hear you laughing. But so, yeah, <laughs> so I'm feeling it and I'm getting there. I'm like, and there are lights and whatnot. And I'm getting hot and, like, I got to go. So anyways, I make, I make it to the driveway and I and I kind of rush to the bathroom and I had a good number too, but that was it. And I was kind of integrating the experience, just being with myself, you know, just chilling, uh, journaling just a little bit. And a few hours later, I had a meeting um, with somebody that I planned on meeting, which was like five, six hours later. So I was feeling pretty good, but a little bit tired from the day. And I slept really good that night. I slept like, I don't know, something like nine, 10 hours. And my throat was hurting the day, like the the day of and the day before, and I was feeling a bit stuffed. I woke up and I felt like fresh. I felt like I'm I'm done. Like my voice is back. I'm I'm totally clear. I can breathe out of both nostrils very well. And um, which is also one of the mantras that I had when I was going to sleep during the infection is like asking the divine to help me breathe smoothly out of both nostrils. I was doing a good amount of breath work in my life in the past few years, and I enjoy it. And breathing which i come to take for granted out of both nostrils was was not an option so that yeah that was the experience and matt kaufman was an amazing practitioner highly highly recommend him and i'm looking forward to collaborating with him on retreats awesome dude that story uh, i love hearing the end of that story did you do you see this as something i know you're a pretty clean guy and maybe if someone has you know, a lot of toxicity or doesn't quite live the uh, Yoni Havana lifestyle. It might be a little more challenging. They might need to do this more regularly. What do you see yourself in terms of cadence? Maybe just like a once a year thing for you or if I think I would do it once a year. The only caveat there is that those those dots are going to leave scars on my body. And I don't want to be a walking billboard of like, hey, I've done like then many sessions. And I don't know if I would go in the same spot because I don't know how long it's going to take for the scars to heal and what's going to be the um how it's going to look and it's definitely a conversation starter you know uh, with my daughter with other people so i don't know I'll, I'll perhaps i'll figure out a more discreet place like and i don't know if it's possible but like in, in an upper thigh or something where the shorts can cover it and such i'm mostly wearing shorts or a bathing suit Let, let's say like when i'm exposing the rest of my body uh, i would definitely do it about once a year if i felt like i had more like let's say parasites or candida or you know some other toxicity, I would go ahead and do it like once a month for pretty much, I don't know, at least six months. That thing was quick to work and it was deep 
and it has all the peptides. And I don't remember all the science behind it, but it felt I felt damn good. Like it was definitely worth it. And so quick. I, I love the quickness of it. Yeah, seems seems easy enough compared to you know a lot of other medicines in that in that kind of arena. Well, good man. I'm happy for you. Sounds like it was overall a, a positive experience. That's great. Also, you should shine the red light at those scars. I think that's supposed to really help with scar healing. Yeah, I, I am. Oh, I'm another, shining the red light another. like every day for at least you know ten minutes on that spot specifically. I'm getting a good amount of red light because I got a lot of sun recently. So, yeah. Okay. Point number two. Who? Uh, yeah. Point number two. Who gives a shit about the scars? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't give much of a shit. I give a little Ooh. bit of shit. I have to be honest. You know. Okay, it's fair. Real quick, let's chat about what you're eating right now. I mean, I know what you're eating because I'm usually I'll be on the phone with you when you're prepping dinner, yeah. <laughs> or uh, one, of the, one of the many meals that you're prepping throughout the day. But what uh, what does your diet look like? Yeah, I think this question came because my uh, one of my latest podcasts is with somebody who eats mainly fruit, and the name of the podcast is "You Are Built to Eat Fruit" with Seth Balin. And I do eat a lot of fruits. I eat a lot of fruit. I drink a lot of juices, especially in the summer. It is July 2023 in Georgia when we're recording this. And I was just in Florida too. So very hot places and hydration in form of uh, fruits and the vibration and the electric charge that, that comes with that, the electricity and we're electric electromagnetic beings is like I, I consume a good amount of fruit and fruit juices and of course water. I'm going to call this also in like, what do I eat? Like, so yeah. Let's say I start my day uh, with, I make like a modified water concoction. And I say modified, I used to do it with lemon. Now I do it with orange, orange juice. So I fresh squeeze, not actually squeeze. I, I juice with the juicer, oranges in the morning or the night before. Is this taste based or any, any other reason for switching from lemons to oranges? Fun, pretty much. My daughter got into or, uh, orange juice, especially when we visited Israel and she had so much fun drinking these juices and a lot of them are actually um, or, orange juice with carrot juice combined. So, yeah, anyways, I got into juices. I drink a good amount of juices. I ate a good amount of fruit during the day. I break my fast every day around, I'd say, it depends. Sometimes it's, it's early, 10.30. Sometimes it's noon. But around that time, 10.30 to noon, I break my fast with a bowl of yogurt. It is not raw yogurt. It is pasteurized, but it's the A2 milk of sheep. And I think that digest, and I know with myself, really, really well and has a higher quality uh, ingredients in there. So make a yogurt bowl with some granola, honey, pollen, uh, local honey, local pollen, a good amount of berries. So let's say raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, strawberries, and a little bit of banana. And that's how I break my fast. That's usually my, my brunch. Sometimes I will have a lunch. Nowadays, I actually, I don't have much of a lunch because that's, that's a big meal for me. I may have a little snack later on, uh, which would be usually raw carrots. I make a raw carrot salad with olive oil, coconut oil, white vinegar, honey, and salt. I love that. I learned it from our mutual friend, David Green. I mentioned him on the podcast quite a bit. And then for dinner, I usually have, let's say I will, I will hydrate, maybe have some organ meat capsules, which come from ancestral supplements. So I may have some thymus. Kidneys, spleen is usually what I've had recently because that helps with allergies and histamine response. Uh, otherwise, I may have the male formula. It has prostate, 
and testicles and bone marrow and liver and all kinds of superfoods that come from organ meat. And I will have a little bit of vegetables. So let's say maybe some raw vegetables to start, maybe some cucumbers dipped in tahini or hummus. I'm Mediterranean. I enjoy these foods. They, they fill my soul uh, with love and nourishment. And then maybe I'll have a couple pieces of, of, of roasted veggies. Maybe it'll be broccoli or asparagus or whatever, carrots or whatnot. Uh, once again, carrots. Um, think about what I've been eating lately. Sometimes even my, I'll have some rice I, oh, and sweet potatoes. I have a good amount of Japanese sweet potatoes that I may make some honey butter. So honey and butter mixed together. Delicious. And and then I'll eat. So I eat sequentially. So I eat from the raw, juiciest food. I drink before my meals. And then I finish with meat. Usually it will be beef. Uh, I got a half a cow recently delivered straight from the farmer into my house. I keep it in my freezer. And uh, I made burgers the other night. I ate steaks, roasts, and I ate, I ate some chicken. And I've given up pork, as you know, a few months ago. And I've also I had some pork leftovers in here. It's not that there's something wrong with pork, but I have gotten the message that spiritually, it is not in my best interest for my spiritual path. And I'm on the path to enlightenment. I did mention this on the podcast. It's a long road. This is one of the things that I gave up. So I gave up pork. I don't eat it. Maybe once in a while, whatever the occasion will be, I'll eat some baby back ribs and some bacon, but I don't buy it. I don't really eat it. Uh, and I'll eat some fish sometimes, but mostly I eat beef is the number one based on the nutrient density. I love chicken. My family loves chicken. I make these amazingly tasting salty chicken that I brine in advance or marinate with barbecue sauce or whatnot. I'll eat some fish. And I, I do eat, I will say, I, I eat probably salmon or smoked salmon about twice a week. Yeah, and so those things change, but that's pretty much what I eat. So mostly fruit, a little bit of vegetables, and some protein, mostly in the form of grass-fed, pasture-raised beef. So you're only eating really two meals per day? I eat per two day. meals per day, yes. And the only dairy you're having is yogurt? The only dairy I have is yogurt. Sometimes I'll have some cottage cheese, especially you know if things might switch up. I have some cottage cheese in here. I have some raw cheddar cheese, like... I may have a snack here and there, but main part, I eat yogurt. That's like the 80%. I, I like cottage cheese. I forget the brand. You might remember, but it's like the... the good which culture. one is Good Culture? Good Culture, yeah, is yeah. that the name? It's like, it's a Whole Foods, it's like a... It's like the blue, blue and yeah, white. I think that one is green. That's like the double cream, yeah. 14 grams of protein. I add some honey to that, some salt, and sometimes some watermelon. It's It's really good together, so... Yeah. Another David Green recipe. Another David Green recipe. Yeah, he's he's an amazing cook, chef, and person. Not in that order. So if we, if we were to uh, build like the, uh, the Yoni Havana food pyramid, it looks like the base would be probably like fruits and veggies, then maybe meat. Then dairy, and then maybe honey at the top. Yeah. Is that is that what that I would say? Fruit is definitely the base. Like I get most of my nourishment in my in my hydration. I'm mostly about hydration now, and I think I get a lot of nutrients from fruit. So I just eat a ton of fruits. Yeah, veggies come after. I would say yeah, some some meat and well, let's say nose to tail. You know, because I do take a good amount of organ meat, and um, yeah, some dairy and, and honey. That's that's it. Simple. Yeah, that's great. I think you're onto something. I, I, the the pork one is hard for me. Uh, I do love pork. 
especially the the farm and the the pork that I get is just so fantastic. Uh, but we're we're still in once a week at the most. Um, we're we're primarily beef as well, but nice. Okay, can you? I know I know your your daily routine can change a little bit based on little ones and nannies and all these different uh, moving parts. But what is an ideal daily routine if there is no chaos and everything works out perfectly. What does your day look like top to bottom? All right. Top to bottom means we start in the morning. Start in the morning. Cool. You wake up, loud alarm cool. clock. So th thank you for asking about the ideal because <laughs> I have not been doing the ideal, you know, especially in the past year as our boys have been inching towards their first birthday. So definitely that, that has changed quite a bit since my second child was born. But yeah, the ideal routine is that I wake up at five. I do about a 60 to 75 minute Joe Dispenza meditation uh, immediately. So no phones, just go, you know, number one in the bathroom, maybe, maybe brush my teeth. It's a maybe. I'll definitely rinse my mouth, but maybe brush my teeth and go straight into that meditation. I actually here in the studio where I'm at right now, uh, which is where I'm recording from and have uh, do some other things in here. So usually that will be my morning routine in here. So I start getting to the 60 to 75 minute. Joe Dispenza meditation immediately after I will do some breath work and that could be like, okay, so we'll go with the ideal. That will be a, a 30 minute breath work from Washela Sananda, who's also been on the, on the podcast, I think episode two, she's a spiritual teacher. She has a lot to teach and her breath work is super deep. If not, I'm going to say still an ideal day, I will do Wim Hof breath work. So let's say 20 to 30 minutes of breath work and then I'll do movement for about 20 to 30 minutes, my, my morning movement routine, it includes some shaking, joint mobilization, some tapping, some Qigong is going on in there, maybe a little bit of stretching. And then to, to put the cherry on top, I'll hop into the cold plunge for about five minutes and cool myself off, get all the norepinephrine, dopamine, et cetera, get all the body awakened and activate my vagus nerve. And then go off, go to the house. My, my daughter will be waking up around the time. My son will be waking up, say good morning to them, start the day, make some morning concoctions for everybody, make breakfasts for everybody except for myself, hang out with them, make whatever snacks for lunch, for school and whatnot, and get my daughter out the, out the door. Either my wife or I will take her to school and the other one will stay uh, with our son at home. Uh, let's say I'm kind of jumping around now to about nine o'clock. Nine o'clock is around when he would take his first nap. And that's when I'll start my training session for the day. Usually I'll go for about a 10 to 15 minute backward walk. This is from knees over toes guy. So I'll walk backwards. Maybe I'll do some like some side like hops and stepping and a little bit of running and some other like um, a little bit of movement. And I mean, I forgot to mention, I will go out and get a little bit of light as I go into the house. I make sure I get some light to set my circadian rhythm. At that time at 9am, I get as much sun as I can. So usually I'll be wearing shorts only to get as much sunlight as I can and connect with the sun in that way. There's a special connection happening beyond the vitamin D. So come back, do my training session. It usually will be a knees over toes training session to strengthen my knees. I'm going through a three and a half year at this point, summer of 2023, rib injury. So there's not that much that I want to do in terms of building muscle. I do a lot of things to relax the body and keep some integrity. That will set, training session will take about another 45 to 55 minutes. So 
the whole training session is about say an hour, an hour and 20, and they'll take me to around 10.30. I forgot to mention during that time, actually, I will drink and I will make while I'm doing these reps, I'll make uh, a little morning drink. So drink my morning concoction in the morning and I'll, I'll make a morning drink, which usually will be so two options, wild cacao with some supplements, she legit, spirulina, and some healing healing mushrooms, we're going to call them medicinal mushrooms, such as reishi, I mean, not reishi, actually in the morning, cordyceps, lion's mane, chaga, and turkey tail. Uh, and the same, I would do a similar thing with um, matcha. So you got me into matcha tea, and I got some great matcha tea from Sam of RT, very fresh and uh, legit and tasty. So I'll get a little bit of, a, of a, uh, an energetical boost from those during my training session, finish the training session, do a few things uh, on my computer for work, and then head back to the house to have my brunch around 11 a.m., have my brunch, and I kind of give 30 minutes, may chat with my wife for a little bit, see my boy, some playtime, kisses and whatnot, and 30 minutes of that, take the dog on, on a walk uh, around that time and get into my workday around 11.30, 11.45. And my, my workday, I... I'll get to that in the end, but I, I know what I'm going to do based on my calendar. So whether I have calls, whether I have things to do on the computer, whether I'm recording a podcast, it's all set set in stone, pretty much what I'm going to do. Although I have some flexibility and things pop up and I may change some things. Some things are not changeable. Like having a podcast, recording a podcast, that is, uh, unless there's a real emergency. So I'll work until around 3.30, 4 p.m. And then either I'm going to go get my daughter from school or I take over with my son and start prepping dinner. If I usually around the day, like I'll pop in there and maybe salt some meats or whatever needs to be done for a, a dinner that is more complex in the making or it has more steps, but I'll come in there and perhaps chop some vegetables for a salad or some chop some vegetables for uh, the beginning of, of dinner and start having some fruit and hi more hydration, drink some coconut water and whatnot, play with them at the same time. Around 4.35 o'clock, my daughter will come from school. We'll hang out, play, have dinner around 5, 5.30. The whole family eat dinner. Shortly after, uh, my son will go to have his uh, nightcap, his milk cap. And my daughter and I will, either it's shower time, play time and all that, get ready for bed, some books around between 6 to 7 p.m. Getting ready for bed. We're going to play some games, read some books together have some time she may go to bed now a little bit later in the summer 7 15 7 30 and then in that ideal day i will not do more work but maybe like 30 minutes so i'm gonna call it 8 p.m 8 p.m i will do some mobility so i'll just take some yoga tuna bones and whatnot and do some stretches and some some smashing let's say of the muscles and relaxing into them and letting go of things uh in the body while I'm relaxing, not doing anything else, not looking at any phones or anything, I don't have any other screens in here. And then I get into a little bit of reading before bed and go to bed around nine o'clock and rinse and repeat. Uh, so I do, I forgot to mention one thing. During that 7.38, usually if, if I come and do a couple of things on the computer, and if it's not chunked before, I will chunk my day in my calendar for the day after. And I will also pick my clothes for the next day. So my clothes are ready to go. When I wake up, I just get, I forgot to mention that in the morning, I'll, I'll get dressed first before I get into the meditation. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pee pretty much, rinse my mouth, and get dressed and get into meditation. And when I come to the work day, what I, did, I do between 7.30 to 8 p.m. is that I chunk my day if it's not chunked or maybe add a couple things. 
and look at my three most important things for the day in my to-do list and chunk them in there. And I'm, I'm talking about like seriously, like t- in like 11.30 to 12, I'm doing this task. You know, 12 to 2, I'm recording a podcast. 2 to 2.30, I'm going to do guest reach out. 2.30 to 3, I'm going to make some announcements and post to whatever social media or Telegram or whatnot. It's chunked in that way that I know what I'm going to do. And I always round up in the time. So in case some other things come in, phone calls and whatnot, I'm able to do it. And sometimes I will push that into the evening, into that 7.30, and then may push my mobility and such and, and such into later time. And I'll go to sleep at 9.30, sometimes at 10, depending really in the season. And I may push those things to the next day. So that's how I'm being flexible with things and moving things around and also keeping tabs on the things that I want to get done without getting distracted. You have a really good balance i admire that in you between your work your health we can we can kind of bunch your spiritual mental physical health all into one and then the time you spend with your family i think you have struck a great balance one one question i do have for you i know you read less books with more intention these days and you said you you would read before bed is there anything you're reading right now that you can recommend i am my favorite book at the moment which is actually I just finished it, so I'm going to say this one. And I actually bought three copies. And I'm, I'm going to spill the beans. I bought one for you. Uh, this is part of your belated birthday gift. But I'm, I'm just going to say it. So it's called Light is a Living Spirit. And I heard about it from Thaddeus Owen, who was a guest on my show. That I think he was episode six or seven. Six. Uh, Matt Kaufman was five, now that I'm thinking about it. And he told me about this book. And this book really, really touched my heart in a lot of ways and opened my eyes to how things work when it comes to light. And some other things with electromagnetic and magnetism and the sun. And anyways, that's a very short book. I read it in like three nights. And, and I, I did forget to mention, because I haven't done it in a long time, but I was starting my work day with sometimes I'll finish my workout. And then instead of getting in the computer, I'll do 20 minutes of reading. And I put a timer. So I put a timer for 20 minutes and I get into the thicker books. Uh, and another book that I really enjoyed in the beginning of the year was Good Inside by Dr. Becky Kennedy. That's about parenting, and that's when things shifted in my family system of having another child. And my older, my older child, my daughter, was definitely reacting to the new, the newcomer, the new person in town here. So that's when I really dove in, and I take a good amount of notes while I'm reading, so I'm highlighting, and then later on, I will come once I finish the book and and write the notes into a Notion document that I can look up after, and also that helps me instill the, the information again uh, into my mind. And talk about it quite often. I'm looking forward to that. You're going to love it. Uh, thank you in advance. I'm excited. Okay, so as we... I, there's one more question to go over as we kind of draw to a close here. But what is the criteria you're using for selecting guests? You know, I mean, you, you're, you're building this theme around your show, which is actually really, really unique. How are you selecting your guests? That's a good question. So the show, you know, is about understanding consciousness, understanding what this this experience here in the universe is really about and how we can make the most of it and, as I say, become more whole and joyful. So I look for guests that fit the bill for that, for that thing. And whether that's going to be more focused, for example, on the last one, like on diet, the body is, is I borrow from Dr. Joe Dispenza, is the instrument of consciousness. The body is is that instrument, right? So, so enhancing and optimizing the body for spiritual progress and enlightening experiences is something that I highly value. 
So I will look for somebody or run into someone that is doing something different in, in that field and, and have a conversation with them. Uh, at the same time, I'll bring somebody who is more into the woo things side of things. So I'm looking at guests that are one, interesting, and, and two, they have something to teach me personally that I think will be beneficial for anybody who is resonating with this path on, you can say, elevating their consciousness or expanding their consciousness to be able to hold more lights, to become more whole in that way, clear their vessel, and find more joy in this 3D experience. So thank you if one is, and I will say one of my, the things here, one of the titles to my episodes here is Ascend to the Fifth Dimension with Vashayla Sananda, is that sometimes people in the spiritual world that say they're looking into ascending into the fifth density out of the third dimension. But it's not, it's really, it's not about escaping this. This is heaven and earth. It's about, yes, there's going to be, or some really uncomfortable things about this experience. But if we can find happiness here, most likely we're not going to be able to find happiness in the fifth dimension. We're going to be carrying what I think is karma, which is still a complex thing that I'm wrapping my head, mind, and everything around. Yeah, so it's about finding really a lot of joy and meaning in this life and also accepting and being okay with the challenges. So yeah, that's that's how I've been doing that. And usually what I ask is I ask the guests that I know, and I start with people that I know personally in the show, and I ask them to let me know if they can think of someone who would enjoy being on my show that would fit the criteria. And lo and behold, me without even asking someone, someone reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, great episode with this person. And uh, I have, would you like me to introduce you to A, B, and C? And I was like, wow, amazing. Like, that's that's exactly, I mean, I was actually thinking about a couple of those guests and this person made an offer knowing them personally. So it's been rolling like that, organically. Yeah, you also, you have, you have a unique ability to uh, ask questions of people who have been on other shows. I mean, I've heard a lot from like Bledsoe and Thaddeus and even Philip recently, but you have this unique ability to extract a different story from people that have, you know, been on quite a few podcasts and have podcasts themselves and all that. So I enjoy this. And I, I know that you're seeking teachers and, and you're learning along the way, but I think these Q and A's are great because you are a teacher for, I mean, definitely for me, but for a lot of people, for your audience, obviously everyone in the MOI group. And I think it's a good exercise and, and valuable for the audience to put you on the interviewee end of the conversation every now and then and, and get an update. So I hope you decide to do more of these Q and A's going forward. Thank you. Thank you for the compliments. Thank you for uh, co-hosting this one. I am looking forward to doing more of these and um, yeah, it's been fun. As always. Beautiful. Right, thank Thanks you. doc. Um, appreciate you. I appreciate you. And um, Talk soon. to the audience, you'll, you'll hear from Matt on an interview when the timing is right, as he's working on a bunch of, a bunch of projects that will come to fruition in the next months, years, time will tell. Yeah, he's a, I would say still a new father. So yeah, that, that is coming a wrap. Anyways, ciao everybody. Thank you for listening. Much love. Well, lovely beings, I hope you enjoyed and were inspired by this conversation as much as I was. You can find the full show notes and all episodes on my website at yonihavana.com slash podcast. If you are a man and you are called to do transformational work, to become a better man, to find and grow the divinity within you, 
and you are longing a community of masculine men who share a passion for growth, please check out Men of Integrity by going to moi.community. Lastly, if you are enjoying the Yoni Havana podcast, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. The Yoni Havana podcast is a brand new show and your support would help reach new people by rating higher on the algorithms. Also, your feedback would help me deliver the best experience to you as the show keeps evolving. Much love and a big aho. See you on the next one.